0: Thank you, Rick and Jamie. I'm going to ask if you would to turn to the book of Philippians chapter one, verse one, Philippians chapter one, verse one. We're going to be speaking this morning on God is at work. And that's always obvious when we have a baptismal service and at the close of the service, we will be having a baptismal service. Uh, Jorge will be coming up to be baptized. It's a pleasure. It's a wonder to have his uh, uh, brother and sister here. Uh, We welcome them to our service. It's wonderful to have you here. I'm glad that you came. When we talk about God at work, a lot of times we think about the public things like baptisms and, and church membership. But God has been at work in a lot of different ministries in our church. And a lot of times it's in the most intensely personal levels that God is at work. And last week we spoke about making the most of the time and the time that we have to work with is now. And Sheila came up last week and said, I want to give my testimony of what God has done for me. And I said, well, then next Sunday is it. And she's going to come at this time. And share with us what God has done in her life. And so I thank you for coming up this time.
1: We serve an awesome God. He has done so much for me. He not only created one miracle for me, but two within months. I am a recovering alcoholic. I've been sober over four years. On Friday, January the 11th, I checked into the hospital for pancreatitis. And after that night, I didn't remember anything else. I knew nothing. I was in the hospital 11 days, and the doctors told Alan that um, they were doing everything that they could, but it was in the master's hand. I went into a coma. I was in a coma about four days. I don't know a lot that went on, but I know it was just very bad. It was very hard on my husband and my family. Uh, When your body detoxes, it's it's just an awful thing, just really awful. And when I did finally wake up, all the, all the nurses and the doctors, you know, they just kept telling me I was a miracle. It was a miracle that I was still here. They thought I was going home, but not to my home in Emerson. Um, so I got through that. And then that much, I started having problems with, uh, Getting transfusions. Um, I had three blood transfusions in February. I was having iron IVs in uh, June. I had I uh, think two blood transfusions and I went to Uh, the doctor for hydration on July the second I was home. My mom had been staying with me and I told her I was okay to just go home. But not long after she left I um, got so sick to my stomach and just blood, just blood come up out you know, and uh, we got the ambulance down and got me to the hospital. And, uh, you know, the doctor there, he told me, he said, Miss Nations, if we don't get you somewhere, you're, you may not make it. But I just smiled, and I really wasn't scared because I knew God had brought me through so much and that he was going to bring me through that. I wasn't scared. Uh, I had always told my husband I wanted a helicopter ride. (laughs) So, I got uh, the first ambulance ride and a helicopter ride. And I really enjoyed the helicopter ride. (laughs) (laughs) But, um, and after I got up there in Baptist, the next day they found that I had an AVM which is an arterial venous malformation. Uh, All I explain is it's like a blood uh, uh, pocket had burst, and um, so uh, they got that fixed. I, I stayed in there four or five days and come home. And you know, he's just—I just can never, never, ever thank God so much for all that he has done for me and continues to do I just want to live my life for him and do his will and if anyone here can relate to this you know there's all kinds of addiction it's not just alcohol there's other addictions in your life I just pray that you get help that you get help because I have so much I have so much to live for, and I'm thankful for. And uh, just keep praying for me, please. Thank you.
0: Amen. God is at work. God is at work in deeply personal issues, and God is at work in other areas, and we want to look at that in the book of Philippians, chapter 1, verse 1, would you stand as the scriptures read, please? Paul and Timothy, bond servants of Jesus Christ, to all the saints in Christ Jesus who are in Philippi with the bishops and deacons, grace to you and peace from God our Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. I thank my God upon every remembrance of you always in every prayer of mine making requests for you with all joy for your fellowship in the gospel from the first day until now being confident of this very thing that he who has begun a good work in you will complete it until the day of jesus christ let's pray together please father thank you for your word we thank you for your work We thank you that your work is evident, and Father, we thank you that you're working in us. Help us to look into your word and see the truths about this and be encouraged and be challenged. Thank you, Father, for the energy and strength you give us to do what needs to be done. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. You may be seated. We'll focus in on verse 6, where Paul said, being confident of this very thing. He who has begun a good work in you will complete it until the day of Jesus Christ. If we read through the book of Philippians, in Philippians chapter 2, verse 12, he says this, Therefore, my beloved, as you have always obeyed, not as in my presence only, but now much more in my absence, work out your own salvation with fear and trembling, For it is God who works in you to will and to do of his good pleasure. We look at these verses that we put together, verse 6 of chapter 1 and then on over in chapter 2, and we realize Paul was confident about two things. First of all, God had begun the good work in them. When he says, I am confident that he who had begun the good work in you, who is he talking about? He was talking about God. And secondly, he was confident that God would complete what God had started. Now when we looked over in chapter 2 verse 12, there's, there's two verses here that have the word work in them. In verse 12, Work out your own salvation with fear and trembling. That's a a Greek word for work that just simply means to work to completion. I've mentioned this before. It means more or less like a student would work a math problem all the way through till they got the correct answer. They would work it through. Another uh, rendition of this verb in the Greek is to cultivate. To cultivate. And then in verse 13 it says, For God works in you, both to will and to do of his good pleasure. Now the word works here and the word do, same Greek word. It's the Greek word from which we get energy and energize. And this word is only used in this book to deal with what God is doing. When it's used in the scripture, it deals with God's doing. So we understand we work out, not work for our salvation. And here's how we look at this particular passage of Scripture, those two verses of Scripture. Cultivate what God has begun in you. He is providing the energy for us to do that. God is working in you, the Apostle Paul said. These passages of Scripture put together, God has begun a good work in you. God continues to work in you, and God will work in you until the day of Jesus Christ. So there's a question that comes up. When it says God is working in you, did the Apostle Paul mean God is working in you as in our personal lives? God is working in here or was, God, uh, was Paul addressing the church and said, God is working in you in that God is working in the church? And the answer to that question is, yes. It's both. It's both. Because we have to understand, if God's not working in here, God's definitely not working in here. Because the church is made up of believers. And if God's not working in believers, and God's not doing anything in our lives... Nothing will be happening. The church is only as spiritual as our membership. God is working in you and God's work is evident. Three things in this passage of scripture. This is not the only evidence of God's working. But in the book of Philippians, especially in the first couple of chapters, we have some evidence of God's working. Number one, it is evident that God is working when his people pray for others. In the passage of scripture that we read Paul said this, always in every prayer of mine making requests for you with all joy. In every prayer of mine making requests for you with all joy. Look in verse 9 of this same chapter. And this I pray that your love may abound still more And more in knowledge and discernment. And what Paul was saying is, I am praying for you. So God's work was evident in the fact that Paul was praying for them. But it doesn't stop there. Look in verse 19. For I know that this will turn out for my deliverance through your prayer and the supply of the spirit of Jesus Christ. So what did Paul say? I'm aware of the fact that you're praying for me. You see, Paul mentioned that he's praying for different churches in his letters to Romans, Ephesians, Colossians, and the Thessalonians, and Philippians. And over and over, he talks to these churches and said, I'm praying for you. And in this passage of Scripture... And in the book of Romans, and in the book of Ephesians, and in the book of the letters to the Thessalonians, Paul acknowledges the fact that people are praying for him. And then he says, And God is definitely at work. And you see, when we as God's people will pray for each other, then we understand it is evident that God is definitely at work. James says it this way, if you'll turn over to chapter 5 of the book of James, verse 16. James chapter 5 verse 16 Confess your trespasses to one another and watch this and pray for one another that you may be healed. And look at this. The effective fervent prayer of a righteous man avails much. In the amplified Bible we look at the how the Greek reads in this. It says The effective, fervent, heartfelt prayer makes tremendous power available. God is at work, and God is at work because people are praying. We have our prayer time together. As we pray together every Sunday morning, every Sunday night, and Wednesday night, we have our prayer time. This is not just a a tradition This is where God's power is made available for lives, for lives to be healed, for lives to be transformed, for people to find a comfort, and so we pray. And the Bible promises that this is an evidence that God's at work when God's people pray for each other, and it makes tremendous power available. What does that mean? God's working. Secondly, in this passage of scripture, and this probably goes hand in hand with the first point. It is evident that God is at work when his people love one another. In verse 9 of the passage of scripture we read in in the book of Philippians chapter 1. Philippians chapter 1 verse 9. This I pray that your love may abound still more and more in knowledge and discernment. That you may approve the things that are excellent. That you may be sincere and without offense Until the day of Christ. This I pray that your love may abound still more and more. The word abound here means this. That it would extend till its fullest development. That your love may fully develop. And it may display itself in action. See it's one thing to say I love you to an individual. And we like to hear that. But he says our love should develop to the point where it's more than just saying that we love one another, but it shows itself in action. Look in chapter 2, verse 2. Paul says this, Fulfill my joy by being like-minded, having the same love, being of one accord, of one mind. Let nothing be done through selfish ambition or conceit, but in lowliness of mind let each esteem the other better than himself, Let each of you look out not only for his own interests, but also for the interests of others. So we realize love, when it's developed to its fullest extent, and love, when it abounds, it develops into care for each other. Care for each other. Paul said it this way when he talked about the body of Christ. He said, when one member suffers... We all suffer with it. When one member rejoices, we all rejoice together. You see, when God is at work it's evident of the fact that people are praying for each other and people are loving each other. Paul develops this thought even further as you go to chapter four, verse ten. Paul said, I rejoiced in the Lord greatly that now at last your care for me has flourished again. Though you surely did care, but you lacked opportunity. Verse 14, nevertheless, you've done well in that you shared in my distress. You see, this is a thank you card that the apostle Paul wrote to the Philippian Christians while he was in jail because the Philippian Christians had at one time sent him an offering to help him with his missionary work. And since he had plenty of time on his hands and he wasn't traveling anymore, he thought it would be a good time to catch up on his thank you note. And he wrote this letter to them, and one of the purposes of this letter to say, thank you for putting your love into action and for caring for me. And then he said this, of this church, it is evident, I'm confident, God is working In you. And that evidence was seen in the fact that they prayed for him and they loved him. And that love translated into visible actions. Jesus said it this way. Book of John chapter 13 verse 35. By this shall all men know that you are my disciples. If you have love one for another. What he said is this. This should be the trademark of the church. This should be how everybody recognizes who you are and who you belong to. In that it's unmistakable that God's at work because we have love for each other. And then thirdly, and all this makes the third point possible. In verse 5 he said this. He was thanking God for several things and he says for your fellowship in the gospel from the first day until now. Always in every prayer of mine making requests for you with joy for your fellowship in the gospel from the first day until now. We read the word fellowship and what do we think of? Well, it's pretty, it's pretty important to Baptists because we build halls for fellowship, right? <laughs> you see, we think about fellowship, we just think about companionship. We just think about visiting. We think about interaction. That's a good word for it. However, the Greek word is a lot stronger than that. The Greek word means partnership, cooperation, participation, contribution. And here's the third point. It is evident when God, that God is at work when there is teamwork for the gospel. Notice if we read it that way. Always in every prayer of mine, making requests for you with all joy for your teamwork in the the gospel so we realize he was recognizing the fact that they were partners they cooperated they participated in sharing the gospel in verse 27 he mentions the importance of this only let your conduct be worthy of the gospel of Christ so that whether I come and see you or am absent I may hear of your affairs that you stand fast in one spirit with one mind, striving together for the faith of the gospel. Striving together for the faith of the gospel. He said, this is what I want to hear about you. This is what I want to hear about you, that you're standing fast and you're standing in one spirit and you're striving together or working together for the faith of the gospel. And we'll bring that down into everyday South Arkansas language. That is this. The gospel is worth the effort to get along and work together. The gospel is worth the effort to get along, to stand as one spirit, and to work together. In verse 18, he says this. The very last phrase, he says, Christ is preached and I rejoice and will rejoice. When God is at work, it will be evident because we stand together and we work together and Christ is preached. Now, why is this important? Paul lines this out. Chapter 2, verse 9. Chapter 2, verse 9. Notice what he says in chapter 1 Christ is preached. Therefore, God also has highly exalted him and given him the name which is above every name. That at the name of Jesus every knee should bow, of those in heaven, of those on the earth, and of those under the earth. And that every tongue should confess that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father. That is the name that is preached when God is at work. Christ is preached, therefore I rejoice. Why? Because that's the name that's above every name. That is the King of kings and Lord of lords. And every knee would bow and every tongue would confess. So Paul says God is working. And it's evident by these three attributes. But you see, these three attributes not only are evidence of God's working, they accomplish God's working. When folks are praying, When folks are loving each other, when folks are teaming up to share the gospel, when God is at work in us, ruined lives are salvaged, aren't they? Lost hearts are saved. Hurting hearts find comfort. Lonely hearts find love and friendship. Troubled hearts find peace. Bitter hearts Find healing. Discouraged hearts will find strength to carry on just one more day. Hardened hearts will find Jesus. Indifferent and drifting hearts will find purpose, and all hands will find something to do. When God is at work in us, this happens. I'm thankful. That we see the evidence. Of God's work. But the same evidence of God's work. The prayers. The love. The teamwork. Accomplishes. God's work. What's in your heart. As we. Prepare for an invitation of him. Is yours a hurting heart. A drifting heart. A discouraged heart. Maybe a a heart that's not busy enough, you need to find something to do in God's work. God's at work here. And God works in us as a church. But the church is not one big body. It is a body of individual members. And when God is at work in here, it means God's at work in here. And let's ask the serious question. Not only is it evident here that God's at work. I think we've seen plenty of evidence of that. But is it evident here that God is at work? And I can't answer that question, but you can. If you have a need of decision or commitment or change in your life, you know that already because God's at work. Make it right this morning as we stand and sing.